Details about the stimulus package continue to come. Today, we've got brand new critical details about student loan relief. That's on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi. I am coming to you today from Dallas, Texas, where it's a heck of a lot sunnier and warmer than mom's half-finished basement up in Michigan. And that's our special guest co-host, OG. Super special <laughs> guest. Awesome co-host. Filling in OG. for Bobby today, who's having internet issues, which is horrible, by the way, to have internet issues now. In the during middle of quarantine time, <laughs> during quarantine, right. and your internet's out. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from Forbes. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, but we also dive into how these affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, at the end of the show, OG and I are going to share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day, all in usually less than 20 minutes. Uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by Joust. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. PayArmor, which is Joust invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of us in the gig economy workforce that have experienced non-payment before. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Enter promo code MONEYWITHFRIENDS. you get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And I'll, I'll bet, OG, there's a... There's a bunch of companies that are going to be slow to pay over the next few months. I can only imagine. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but you're probably right. So for people that don't listen to our other show, uh, Stacking Benjamins, OG is my co-host there. And uh, you look like you've been having some fun with uh, the Weed Whacker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> little yard work over the last weekend and trying to, uh, you know, not touch my face because you're not supposed to. And so in my infinite wisdom, when I was sweaty and, you know, trying to wipe my brow, I did it with my shirt like this, which apparently had a whole bunch of stuff on it that's not supposed to be ground into the pores of your skin, various uh, uh, allergens. So it looks like I uh, did a face plant into a, a, a bunch of poison ivy or something. It does. It makes me ask how the other guy is because you look like you got hit in the face a couple times. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Besides that, you look great, man. Well, well. speaking of great, we finally have some new details just in the last 24 hours rolled out by uh, the Department of Education. So for those of you with student loans, we're about to hopefully make your day a little brighter. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings, we must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. This piece comes to us from Forbes. It's written by Adam Minsky. Critical new details released for coronavirus student loan relief. Last week, Congress passed a stimulus package that provides critical short-term student loan relief for millions of student loan borrowers. The relief includes a suspension of certain federal student loan payments and collections through September 30th of this year, as well as an interest freeze. While the relief package does not help all student loan borrowers, 
Many will benefit. Unfortunately, student loan borrowers desperate for details and immediate relief have been left in limbo. The Department of Education did not release any guidelines to student loan servicers about how borrowers should access these programs. When student loan borrowers contacted their servicers to request more information, they might not have been provided with complete or accurate facts. Now the Department of Education has finally released details and guidance regarding the student loan relief programs, which will be further disseminated to loan servicers and debt collectors. Here's some highlights. The department has confirmed that payments on government-held federal student loans will be suspended through September 30th, 2020. The suspension's automatic. Borrowers do not have to request it. Second, the department has confirmed that the suspended months will count for public service loan forgiveness, even if payments are not made. The months of suspended payments will also count toward loan forgiveness associated with income-driven repayment plans and for rehabilitation programs for borrowers who are in default. Borrowers should not request a forbearance since periods of forbearance may not count toward loan forgiveness. Third, borrowers in default will have their wage garnishments, social security offsets, and tax refund seizures suspended. This will be <laughs> retroactive to March 13th, 2020. There's actually nothing funny about that, but I'm, man, right. yeah. Uh, any tax refund seizures, social security offsets, or wage garnishments that occur between March 13th, 2020 and September 30th, 2020 will be re refunded to borrowers. OG? Yeah, and the, and the last three uh, bullet points we've got here, loan servicers will be instructed to suspend billing and all automatic debits starting on April the 10th uh, of this year. The payment suspension is retroactive to March 13th. Borrowers who, borrowers who made a payment or had a payment auto-debited between the 13th of March and September 30th can contact their loan servicer to get a refund. That's interesting. For borrowers who, uh, are, who are on an income-driven repayment plan, recertification deadlines may be extended. So to reiterate, these relief programs apply only to government-held federal loans. Does not apply to FFEL program federal loans and Perkin federal loans not held by the government. Unfortunately, it also doesn't apply to private student loans. So, oh, gee, this doesn't help everybody, but there's a lot of people out there that uh, could get some significant relief for the next few months. Yeah, just having the flexibility, uh, to the, there's no harm in not paying and just accumulating that money. And in six months from now, if everything is back to normal and you weren't affected and you've got the cash, make a six, make, make a six month payment at that time and kind of quote unquote, get caught back up but with no interest, uh, being charged and no payments being required. If you have an opportunity and, and it appears like you're not even have a choice if you have a federal loan they're just not going to collect the money. So it, so don't go after them, trying to send it to them. So if you're somebody who's been lucky enough to keep your job and you have student loans and they've been frozen and you're not making the payments, uh, what's the order of operations there? Uh, how, should we, how should we think about what to do with this extra money that we now have? Well, if you've got your job and everything is the same for you, and everything is the same for you, then I would, you know, just set up a separate savings account or a line item in your budget or, 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 you know, a different place to take that student loan payment over the next six months and, and just set it there. And if in six months from now you still have your job and you, and, and they go back to the regular payment plan, you have an opportunity to decide what you want to do with that money. Do you apply it to other debt? Do you, uh, uh, buoy your cash reserve savings or your investment account? 
and just pick up those uh, uh, payments at that that time. That'll be up to you. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you were talking. This might be a good chance for people that have a job and income stream isn't a problem, but you don't have your emergency fund in place yet. That that outside fund could be a de facto emergency fund for you now. Yeah, yeah. Six months of six months of uh, student loan payments is a lot of money. It's, I mean, even if you're only paying two hundred bucks a month. And I don't know anybody that has a student loan payment of 200 a month, by the way. But, but, you know, I mean, you're talking about probably several thousands of dollars. You like having that emergency fund segregated from your other stuff to use a separate bank altogether than your usual checking account, or does that depend on the person? Gosh, that's a really good question. Uh, as I would normally say that the further away from it you are, the better, right? Because it kind of removes the temptation. But uh, over the last several weeks, I've had to get into different bank accounts where I have money in different places because of the fact, like we talked about, people are slow paying their bills. You know, we run businesses together, you and I do. And so, you know, we're trying to piece it together. And I've had to go all over the whole freaking state, like trying to collect money from these different banks because they're not syncing with one another. And I thought, gosh, I should just have all this in one place. And then, I, and then it would be a lot easier. But then again, that's, the, you know, this is a small period of time. It's a big inconvenience for a lot of people. And, and uh, one of the benefits of shopping around for this stuff is that you get better opportunities or better uh, return on your money or whatever, rather than, you know, putting it all at one bank locally, you, know, you get higher interest and stuff like that. So there's times where I wish everything was in one place, but I think in the long run, probably having it in different places is going to be, be more beneficial. Well, and I think behaviorally too, right? I mean, you touched on this a little bit, but, but behaviorally having it in a different place says, this is not my spending money. This is my emergency yeah. only money. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the pace of which information is coming out. As you and I record this on Friday afternoon, just before it's going live at uh, 1 a.m. tomorrow, uh, we thought today for business owners, the PPP was going to, was going to, we were going to, you know, the floodgates were going to open and yet yeah, every, everybody's going to get a deposit in their business account, right? Every, everybody two months of payroll and it was just coming in. Yeah. Everybody making those calls this morning or getting in line this morning has found out that banks don't know what the heck's going on. And so yeah. banks aren't able to move right now. So on this front, uh, Adam writes about the, the 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 Department of Education not giving um, not giving quick feedback to people about how this works. We're, we're seeing the same with SBA, right? In this case, I would think is is who is is a little slow. I guess the question is, are they slow, or are we just in a period now, OG, where where there's so many new facts day by day that it it, it we just want it faster because everybody needs relief that bad. Well, everybody needs relief that bad, and 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 there it's it's okay that it's going slow because there are some unanswered questions. You know, think about it. If you're the CEO of Sally May or you're, you know, a VP of payments at Navient, and the Department of Education said, yeah, you don't have to collect any payments from anybody, and you go, oh, okay. So how do I do? Do I just cancel? You know, there's just so many questions. What if they send me money anyway? What if I, you know, what if I this guy's on a repayment plan. Does that stop? How, how does this affect the, like you talked about in the, in the piece, how does this affect the public student loan forgiveness program? You know, and I think what, what's happening is that people at the high end, the top of the decision tree are saying, make this happen. 
And then all the all the different people underneath that are going, well, what about my department? How does this affect me? What about my department? How does this affect me? And you look at the small business loan type stuff you were talking about. The SBA said, everybody gets two and a half times payroll. And the bankers are going, wait a second, who's holding the bag? Who's doing the underwriting? Who's in charge of making sure that we're not getting defrauded? And the questions um, abound for solopreneurs, right? Because a lot of yeah. people just pay themselves without withholding and do quarterly taxes. Does it have to be W two income? Can it be? Yeah. I mean, there's a big unresolved question for a bunch of a bunch of people that you sure. and I know. Yeah, yeah. What what happens? You know, there's no personal guarantees and there's no business guarantees. So what happens if somebody defaults? Who eats that? If you're the CEO of a small local bank, and you're about to go make hundred million dollars worth of loans. I think you kind of want to have an idea of what your responsibility is in that yeah. um, along the way. And so this is true, I think, for all the all the things that are coming out. And the problem is, is that it has to be solved quickly because uh, we were, I was just reading an article uh, we were talking about before we were recording about the timing of the checks that they're saying, the, you know, the stimulus checks from last week. And they're talking about sending some of these checks in September, know. you know. September, I mean, the lights will be turned off long before September, you know, and, and, and for any of this to have a meaningful impact for people, it has to be now, you know, you, if you're trying to save jobs or you're trying to keep payroll going, even the most disciplined business owners have one or two or three months worth of expenses set aside. You know, you think of the, the hardest hit industries are maybe restaurants and service-based industries. Not a lot of margin in those businesses. We're already on week four of this. And if you've been able to pay your employees and keep the lights on and pay your bills for the last month, and now you're going to tell me, well, any forgiveness or any opportunity is going to come sometime later this summer. It's like, I don't need the money in the summer. <laughs> I got to pay the mortgage tomorrow. It's the, th you know, it's already the fourth. So... Um, wild, wild it's time. A, it's a, it's a, it's a testing time for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking that it's a, a wild time to have joust with their pay armor sponsoring, sponsoring today's show. <laughs> like, Hey, if you don't get paid, we've got this guarantee program. I think there might be some people uh, taking advantage of that. OG and I just a second are going to have our uh, big takeaways from today's discussion. But speaking of joust, I want to say a big thanks to them for supporting money with friends. If you've, taking this time while you're quarantined to think about starting your own business. Maybe you wanted to begin a side passion project, uh, but you weren't sure where to begin. Well, the first place to begin is thinking about how you set up your systems. Ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of. And it could be the reason why a lot of people aren't taking the leap. They're hearing about small businesses now really struggling to keep the lights on, as OG said. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it easy. PayArmor, Joust invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of those of us working in the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com dot com forward slash mwf and enter promo code money with friends and get one hundred dollars in credits that's try.joust.com slash mwf just had uh, cheryl my spouse uh who is embarking on a uh business venture uh opening i was showing her how to open up a joust account today oh gee in fact so very nice moving ahead uh what's our big takeaway from this piece you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that uh, nothing is permanent. Everything is coming out so fast. And um, 
uh, if you're if you're looking this stuff up, if you're Googling things, you got to pay attention to the dates that they were issued. Um, uh, be patient with people. I mean, you call the 800 number at, at the Sally May or at Navient, and you go, hey, what's going on? There's a really good chance they don't have any idea. And it's not, they're not being, they're not trying to be mean. They probably just got off the phone with another person who just yelled at them for not knowing how they're supposed to get their, you know, $368 back from last month's, you know, payment or something. So be kind and be compassionate with, with everybody and, and just recognize this is, this is going to be a wild uh, change. Yeah, I, that was my takeaway from this is for me, I really, uh, you get depressed every time you turn on the news. And uh, earlier today at lunch, Cheryl said, uh, "Hey, you want to watch the news over lunch?" I said, "Nope, uh, no." <laughs> but 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 this is the time for for all of us that there are things that we really need to know. So checking in and getting the most up to date. Uh, information I think is is so important right now. And just like we said with those stimulus checks, OG, that are coming in sometime 2027, apparently, um, <laughs> you, 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 that was a joke, people. The, uh, uh, but when it comes to, when it comes to this money, it, don't just blow it. This is a good opportunity to start a emergency fund to get, uh, to get the ball rolling. Um, and for people obviously that, that don't have a job, it's a way to hopefully help keep the lights on. All right, that's going to do it for today. When you're not here at Money with Friends with me, Mr. OG, where can people find you? Uh, on the other days at uh, Stacking <laughs> Benjamins. Never on heard Monday, of Wednesdays it. Wednesdays and Friday. Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. It's so weird having you over here, but thanks for filling in. Uh, that that uh, was. Thank you for inviting me to your other side business <laughs> that you didn't tell me you were doing. So is there is there. Has this thing been going on a while, or should I be concerned? <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for today, everybody. Thanks a ton for playing along. We'll see you tomorrow or uh, Monday. Bobby will be back here with me. Hopefully, we have fixed internet uh, so I can avoid OG's question. No offense taken. Talk to you soon. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.